again and welcome to another episode of Inside Medic. My name is Savannah and I'm the SUMA's Welfare Officer. The SUMA is the University of Leicester's Medical Society and the aim of this podcast is to provide a platform for medical students to come together and discuss their experiences in medical school. As always, please be kind to us as we're still very much adjusting to becoming fully-fledged podcasters. Feel free to also give us some feedback or reach out to us on any of the Nasuma socials via Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And as always, a little disclaimer that the contents of this podcast are based on student experiences. So please bear in mind that what has worked for one student might not necessarily work for you. In today's episode, I'm joined by three fabulous guests, all of whom are international students. First up, we've got Mai Mai, who's from Thailand and a keen lover of crocheting. Next up, we've got Rishi, who's from Malaysia and has been playing tennis since the age of four. Suffice to say, Andy Murray better watch out. We've also got Abhati here too. She's from India and prides herself on being the best storyteller you will ever meet, going on for over 15 minutes, if not stopped. So, welcome all. How are you guys? Good. 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 <laughs> Glad to hear that. What's everyone been up to recently? I feel like after exams, it's just been a massive lull. We've just like been seeing people, sleeping, eating, nothing much. Yeah. Have you guys been enjoying the hot weather? Doing anything to enjoy the hot weather recently? been super hot to be honest i i kind of prefer the cold weather i think the hot weather i mean it's a it's just a bit too hot i'd rather be at home when you know in the air conditioner it's a change i guess you know going out to the parks and all that you know from being cooped up at home during the winter months so, yeah, yeah for sure. mm-hmm. weather's come at the best time as well because like now we can do actually like do things and obviously like I miss home weather and this is just so much like that so I'm really liking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah for sure like you literally go down to Vicky Park on a hot day and it's packed like the ice cream van has like a super long queue and it's nice to see everyone like some level of normality now that everyone's going out talking to people sitting down playing football with your mates that kind of thing yeah, it's so nice. Yeah. Mm. So today's episode as you guys know it's going to be focusing on the whole international student experience so we're going to begin by kind of throwing it back to the process of arriving in Leicester. So um, we'll go one by one, but Abhati, can you walk me through what the process was like for you? So packing up home and then getting to Leicester. Okay, so I'm a bit of a disorganised person in general. So it was like, um, I, did a lot, I did a lot of last minute stuff before I came to Leicester. And also I planned like a holiday with my best friend in Europe before I came. So I kind of, um, I kind of didn't have that that quality time to like say bye to my parents properly alone in Bombay, which is where I'm from. Um, I had to kind of just do that in Leicester, and then they were here for a couple of weeks to like help me settle in and everything. But um, I hundred percent recommend like a good month of like everything that you wanted to do back home before you come to university, and like giving every one of your family and friends like a lot of time. Because I wish I did that because um, after I came to university, not very long after, like, COVID became a thing. And then, obviously, like, a lot of people went, like, home straight, like, when they, when COVID hit. But, like, I ha- I got stuck here for, like, three months because I couldn't go back. So, yeah, I think the initial period was, like, um, I was adjusting when I just moved in here. And... Um, I guess it helped to have my parents around to like help me move rooms 
and obviously like we had like a proper freshers week so like meeting people was like really nice and um i feel like it was really nice to get to know people in your own accommodation as well because those people became my closest friends and like i'm living with them this year as well so mm-hmm. yeah was that the same for you uh, rishi similar um in some ways yes in some ways no so i think i think so i keep i think like i think all of us came for interviews you know we attended our interviews in leicester and i think then itself i was just pleasantly surprised with leicester i didn't to be honest i didn't expect the city to be you know this beautiful or this nice like i knew a bit about it but i was you know i was i was definitely taken aback when i came here and even the medical school like the facilities available and we, you know we were given that tour around med school i think that was just brilliant i think that just kind of you know made me want to come to leicester and the interview process was you know really smooth as well so i think i had a very good you know uh i was very keen on coming to leicester basically and then you know we got our off we got uh, our firm offers after results came out and all that yet yeah. and then that's why it was similar to adidas it was kind of like a rush basically getting our visa sorted out you know mm-hmm. packing up and everything and but i found that you know it, it was a bit rushed but it, i i found it quite a smooth transition actually so coming mm-hmm. over here i had my dad come over here and stay with me for a week um and we you know just unpacked and got everything sorted out our bank accounts and everything so i think yeah i think the key to just is to just stay organized when you come here for that one week before you know a fresher starts fresher week starts and stuff like that and how about you my my what was your experience like um i guess like rishi and aditi there are some similarities um although mine was a bit different cuz i was already in the uk um for my graduation um in london so i didn't really have to like panic too much about moving around it was just more moving all my stuff from london up to leicester um and uh yeah just i did have a chance to say bye to my friends so i think i was very lucky in that sense it was like kind of like a nice closure um just yeah like the end of one degree and on to the next or whatever <laughs> um my parents didn't actually come with me to Leicester this time but you know like i think it wasn't too bad um i moved into a private accommodation um so i think one thing is like you know what i'd probably do differently is maybe try go back in halls again just because it's such a nice atmosphere like my hall experience in london was definitely very different to what i've seen here cuz like it just seems like um there's so much more uh so many more like activities that they kind of get together and like lots of like social events um we didn't really get that um but you know pros and cons uh yeah mm-hmm. and so i know that Adithi and Rishi you said that um obviously you had like a family member or parents come stay with you for a short period of time when you moved in. So can I ask as well, did you know anyone in the country um, when you came, like have any other family members who actually are from the UK there? Um, I don't really speak to my family in the UK, like, and I don't even have much family in the UK. Mm-hmm. So for me it felt like a complete transition like i didn't have anyone here and i had to like do everything by myself so that was kind of like daunting for me initially mm-hmm. how about you rishi yeah so i do have uh two aunties here um 
you know, on mom's side. So, I mean, mom is very close to them. I have spoken to them a couple of times. And um, this question is for all three of you as well. So did you know anybody coming from like the same country as you as a medic as well coming to Leicester? I actually had uh, a senior of mine who was in boarding school. So he was in the year above and he came to Leicester actually. And he was kind of, he kind of influenced me. And, you know, I think that contributed to, contributed to the decision of coming to Leicester. I think he just really enjoyed his experience here. Mm-hmm. And I think I wanted the same for myself. So I did kind of have someone in the year above, but I honestly did not know anyone in my year. For me, it was really different because like, like, first of all, like most of my friends from Bombay and my school and everything, they all go to the US, like after they graduate from high school. We didn't have many people going to the UK and even the ones who did, did like different subjects, it was never medicine. I didn't know anyone in my year, the years above anything who was from India. And I think like that's something that was so noticeable to me when I first came like to this country because it was like and like I'd be very aware of the fact that my accent is so different from everyone else's like even to some extent the internationals like some of them have like American accents or some of them like they sound like um not very like distinctive when it comes to but for me it was like obviously where I'm from everyone sounds like me yeah no I was just gonna say I didn't know anyone from school um, who came to Leicester before and no one from my like friendship group and my degree like applied to Leicester um, but I did have someone who I met in first year who had like um, c- come to Leicester like they transferred here for medicine and so I kept kept in touch with him and he was kind of like oh yeah it's really good so yeah kind of like Rishi he influenced me to apply here um, but obviously I don't really see him because he's always in the hospital. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) That's really nice. And um, did you find as well as a grad, did you find it still quite an adjustment to, you know, still being an international student adjusting to a different city? Or did having, you know, staying already for three years to do an undergraduate degree help a lot, make it easier? I thought um, there wouldn't be too much of a change, but I think at the end of the day, you know, you are moving cities. So um, I did have to go through kind of like a transition and especially because I was living by myself in a private accommodation where like, I didn't know anyone. Like I literally wouldn't see anyone. Like it was almost as if like, you know, like no one lived in the building. Um, And I thought that was kind of difficult at first as well. Um, Yeah. And so obviously when you guys have said goodbye to your parents, that kind of thing, during your time at university or studying medicine, how did you end up keeping contact with them, keep talking to them, updating them, having that kind of communication? Was it difficult? Rishi, do you want to start us off? So um, I think my parents and I have a lot of practice in the area. So I have, I went to boarding school when I was 15 in Singapore and then I was boarding you know, in for my sixth form as well. So I've been away from home about six, six and a half years now. Um, I am very close to my parents still, and we talk almost on the daily. So I think um, that's just how I keep in touch with my parents. I think calling them regularly helps. I think just filling, you know, filling them up, filling like kind of filling in the details of my parents, you know, telling them about my life and stuff like that. Obviously, not too much, but you know, I do tell them <laughs> most of it. Um, and yeah, I, I, I find, and I myself am reassured when I, you know, hear about the idea and, you know, talk about the problems they are facing and, you know, just 
you know what they had for dinner, what they had for lunch, and stuff like that. I think just it just it makes me feel like I'm at home, mm-hmm. and you know while obviously you know doing my work and doing whatever it is I'm doing here at Leicester. Mm-hmm. How about you, Anthi? Um, for me, it's just like um, I don't think I've ever had the feeling that like I feel like I'm at home when I call them because I it's very noticeable for me how much distance there is because. Like I'm incredibly close to my parents as well, and like I talk to them like every single day, and I have to call my mom every day, and um, it's like there's so many moments where I feel like oh I really want them to be here, I want them to be able to experience this, and um, I think for me it's mainly just like making sure that I call them every day, as I said, and like if I'm doing anything different today, I'll let my mom know. Always have to text her before I go to sleep, like that kind of thing, just like. Keeping them in the loop. That's what it's like. Mm-hmm. And was that the same for you, my my as well? Yeah. So I text my parents um every day. Uh, we video call like once a week on Sundays, where you know all the families like together for dinner or whatever. And so that's really nice as well. So, um, I think I've noticed definitely that in my first year of uni, like in my undergraduate, I didn't. I was like okay with like the whole like being apart from them I think I handled it quite well but then as the years progressed I found that it got a bit harder and harder to leave home every time like I come back from summer mm-hmm. um so I think I was really lucky because with the whole pandemic last year I was actually home for the longest time since leaving home um so that was really nice so I think like Mama just mentioned I think last I think in first year March around March I think the pandemic hit quite badly then and you know, med school kind of closed and moved online. So yeah, I was back for the longest time as well. I was, I think, five six months we were back home. I think that was really therapeutic as well because, in you know, at the point it was five years I've been away from home. That was the longest I had been at home as well. And I think I just realized that how much I actually missed home, how much I missed home food, how much I missed my room, my mattress. You know, it's just so many things I missed. Um, and I was actually really looking forward to going back home this summer, but unfortunately, I don't think I will because. The cases in Malaysia have, you know, risen quite a bit and, you know, it, it might be on the red list and stuff like that. So, you know, obviously I have to take a lot of precaution and, you know, consideration before I I do decide to go back. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I'm still not sure whether I'm going back, but I think having those five months back at home last last year was definitely really good. Uh, you know, a lot of bonding time with my parents, with my brother, with family, friends at home as well. Uh, really did need that, I think. Yeah. It's really nice as well to know that even though the pandemic has brought, you know, there's so many, so much, so much that went wrong in the pandemic. It's so nice that you can still take positives from it, that, you know, some international students who did go home were able to spend a very long period of time with their parents since teaching did move online as well, so they could do it from home. And so, um, Adithi as well, what was that like for you? Because I don't think uh, you went home, did you? Um, I actually ended up going home in July. So I had like two months at home. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, it was like a really scary period from like March to July because um, obviously I was stuck here alone in uni accommodation. It was in like OB, which is like quite far from the city. And um, I feel like the scary part was like I had no, there was no certainty of me going home. Like I didn't know what would happen and no one really knew what would happen because stuff was changing every day. We were hearing really scary things in the news. And there was, like, a fear to even, like, go out and, like, meet my relatives, like, the few ones that I do have 
in London or like family friends that I do have in London because it was like COVID and everything. And then when you'd like go, go grocery shopping, like it was really weird because like all the shelves were stripped of things and there was like a shortage and like you couldn't buy more than three things. And it just, it was, it just came as a real shock to me at the time because I had no idea what was going to happen. And I think, as you said, there was that, there was always that security that like, no matter what happens, like if stuff gets really hard, I can hop on a plane and go home. So I feel like that was really hard for me. And especially like being stuck was really hard for me and being in a flat full of people who I didn't know because all like international students from like different places were put together. And it was just, it took me time to adjust to that, but I'd make sure like I'd call my parents every day and I think then I just appreciated the time that I went back home for that much more. Like I had those two months with my parents and I like made sure that I literally made the most of every second I had with them. And then that did give me a recharge. Like, as Rishi said, like I genuinely felt so much better mentally when I was back to start second year. And I don't think I would have felt the same had I not gone home. Mm-hmm. And Maima, did you manage to go back at the end of uh, first year to visit home? Yeah, I was really lucky um, that, you know, we like my parents and I just kind of like organized things like really fast. Um, it was a shock, definitely. It was kind of like, oh, right, you have like, you're going back tomorrow kind of thing. So um, yeah, like it was just pack up and leave. But it was, yeah, I really did appreciate the time that I had at home. I saw my best friend who I hadn't seen in like over two years and everything and like, it was just, it was like, like Aditi and Rishi said, like a reset, you know, like just kind of recharge to get ready for the next year. Um, and, you know, like normally I go back home summers and Christmas, but obviously this Christmas like didn't go back. And it was kind of hard because, you know, Christmas time to me is like somewhere you spend with like family and stuff like that. But um, even though I wasn't able to go back this like you know this time um I mean I'm really lucky I do live with like a house who like you know kind of like a home in a sense (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so just generally speaking when things did get tough so whether it be the pandemic or homesickness who would be your part of your support network when airing out any of these things to kind of overcome them would it be like other international students or like you said, parents that you spoke to every day, that kind of thing? I think I've really relied on a combination of people, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So definitely my parents, definitely my mates from home, from boarding school, who are in the UK now. They are international students as well. My housemates who are, you know, four of the five of us are international students. Uh, so, you know, uh, you know, we can really talk things out. I feel we've got a good mix of, you know, uh, international medics at home over here. Um, and I think just friends at uni, like even a lot of like you know local students who are from the UK they do understand where we're coming from as well and they are obviously very sympathetic so I feel in Leicester you you will find a lot of support you know uh when when you know when you ask for it when you need it yeah how about you I think for me it was mainly my parents and my like closest friends um a couple of closest friends like in Leicester but these are like the people who I lived with or like friends who I made in Leicester. How about you, Mama? I think same with me. It was a lot. Parents, um, 
and friends from back home because yeah like they're also everywhere too they're in the same a similar situation um and some like you know some even even the people here as well like Rishi said the home students do see where we're coming from my personal tutor always always asks every time we have a meeting like how are you coping um you know with home being away from home and all that and so yeah like you do get lots of support um and and that really really helps and I feel like a lot of the international students I know some of them even first years haven't gone home since the pandemic hit because of the whole quarantine whatever so I think it needs to be said that you guys are all very very brave miles away from home I think even though it gets difficult at times and so kind of talking about as well adjusting to university life in general maybe pre-pandemic so more along the lines of first year where there was some level of normality how did you guys um you know navigate less to navigate kind of living in halls or integrating with home students as well as international students and just students in general whether they're grad or undergrad gap year students the whole process of making friends i think the first thing i try to do whenever i'm in a new place is to always make one friend first you know and from there i feel it gets so much easier i think you just need to open up a bit and talk to just talk to people around you uh I'm a bit of an extrovert, so I think that does help a bit with that, making you know your initial first few friends and stuff like that. And I think one of the first friend, first friends I met, you know, he, he's in the house with me here. You know, actually, quite a few people I met on the first day are in my house over here, living I'm living with them here. So, um, and then after that, you know, you have a lot of events, and even if you don't make your first friend, then you know, on the first or second day of school, you will have a lot of events. So you have the medic freshers events, you have the university fresher events. I think you've got, you know, you've got ample of time to make, you know, friends at these events, whether, you know, you are drinking or you're not, you know, they have, you know, alcoholic socials and non-alcoholic socials. So I think my advice to my fresher self would be, you know, to attend those events as much as you can, because, you know, work hasn't quite started yet. You know, um, if you think it has, you know, you have to wait, you know, you'll have to wait and see how, you know, it does get a bit more challenging. So I'll say make full use of the, the events uh, in the first two weeks of uni. What did you join um, that really helped you or meet new people, any sports or uh, societies? Yeah, so I think most of the societies that I've joined are the medic ones, the sub-societies of the Summa. So I think um, I joined tennis, I joined badminton. Both of them, were. I found that they were really good societies to meet other people. Um, and in fact, in some sessions, people socialise more than we would actually play the sport. Um, I think I joined Scrubs. Oh, I can't exactly remember, but I think I had about six or seven societies with, which I was part of. But mostly, it was mostly tennis and badminton where, um, you know, I got to meet the most people. You know, and I managed to make some connections there. Uh, sports definitely, even if you're even if you're new to sport or it's your first time playing, or you're not good at it, that that's completely fine. I feel like you know a lot of it is just you know good about going there and just socializing and making friends, and who knows, you may end up you know be really good at it that's just a side bonus and and just before we move on I was going to ask what um appealed to you more about medic sports as, as opposed to just general sports was it the flexibility or I think I think in general medics spend a lot of time together and you know other, like some might say you know medics are the only group together they only stick amongst themselves I actually I mean that is true by to a, to, to a certain extent but I also feel is, is not intentional. It's because we spent so much time with each other, you know, in, you know, the George Davies Centre or, you know, after that, whether we're, you know, having some kind, of, some kind of group discussion or in the library. 
I think we just spend so many hours in the day. It's natural that, you know, we're going to make, you know, friends, you know, with some of the medics. Um, so I joined, you know, I obviously had a few, few you know, medic friends at, at that time. I think we just decided, you know, we'll go for badminton. I'll try out basketball. We'll, you know, go for tennis. And everyone can kind of relate on the same level and also gives you a few talking points that are very similar because we're on the same course, right? So we can talk about the same thing. We can talk about, you know, the content material of, say, body log, you know? So we can talk about different, different things, you know, but we also have, like, something similar which can all bring us back together And if you're not sure what to talk about. And I guess mm-hmm. that's how you start, you know, making friendships. Yeah. Oh, how about you, Odyssey? Um, I think a lot of the points he made were, like, really good. I feel like I would say the same for myself. Like, for me, I really feel like I threw myself into it and I put myself out there because I feel like I wanted to make as many friends as possible and know as many people as possible. So I just go around introducing myself to like everyone, basically. Um, I even did the whole Lusuma rep thing in first year where I had to like stand up and like go against a few other people to like be the representative for our year. And I think that I mainly did that because I just wanted to get to know as many people as possible. And in the whole process of like um, getting to know the actual committee and like um, selling tickets like every day, I feel like I got to know like a lot of people because they'd come and ask me to like buy a ticket and then we just get talking. And then it would just be a really nice conversation. And then just like, going and making plans with people being like okay let's do this let's do that and a lot of the times in first year people will just follow through with those plans because everyone is just there to like get to know other people and this applies to like international students home students everyone and I also feel like I tried to go for all like the all the sports and I just like went and just checked everything out even if you don't play the sport, you go for the socials, at least in like the first year and everything. And that's actually so much fun because you don't just meet medics in your year, you meet them in the years above and everything as well. And I tried to do like, I applied for GP SOC first year rep as well. And I did that. So I was getting to know older years in like other committees as well. And I also feel like with um, accommodation, at least this is pre-pandemic. All the student halls and like and the student village accommodation team, they did their level best to like make sure there was a lot of integration and everyone got to do things because there was like an event on every single day and they had like an itinerary for it. And like you just have to see what's there and you just go. And it was just so much fun because I got to meet so many people from our halls. And then after that, we just like kind of chill together wherever we were and we'd go get a meal together or we'd go just like play something together and I think that was really good because I got to meet a lot of people like that and it's like it's the little plans that are spontaneous as well like everyone will be like spending time together and then it'll go on till late at night and you just be chatting and it's just like very impromptu things that happen in first year and I feel like everyone's there to make friends so that makes it easier as well. And how about you, Maima? Did you join anything or any medic or non-medic societies that helped you meet people or made, made the transition starting into last a little bit better? Um, yeah, so like um, the other two said, did I tried out a lot of like different sports that I wasn't necessarily very good at. It was just like the, I just went to meet people and just to, you know, try it out. 
even though it was a bit daunting at first because you know like it is a sport and they're like loads of really good people but like at the end of the day if you just look at it as like just go there for the social aspect and if I fail I laugh about it and move on <laughs> so um yeah I did that I did some non-medic uh sport I tried boxing um and that was pretty cool as well um I think for me it was I had loads of plans to join more in my second year obviously like that's really hard um but yeah, I did some volunteering stuff. So like the Teddy Bear Hospital, Nutritank, all that stuff. And you, you do get to meet lots of um, people from like other years as well. Um, and I think like the med school did really well with trying to not only integrate, you know, like before actual Freshers Week, like we international students had our own um, international student orientation week. Um, so we got to know everyone there and kind of like helps you settle in a little bit better as well just to know that like oh yeah they're like others like me and stuff like that and then once fresher week came you know that integration with the other home students so like it was really nice there's so many events um, yeah so I thought I thought it was there were so many opportunities to actually meet people and make friends. I think what, what Aditya and Mama said was really 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 good advice I think where you join these medic societies to meet, you know, the medics in older years as well. I think they, they will really help you navigate, you know, through medical school. I think they give the best advice. Yeah. Um, and obviously because they've been through it, right? And, yeah. you know, so you learn quite a bit from them, obviously, besides making friends. And then hopefully, you know, as you progress through medical school, you know, I hope to, you know, do the same for those in the years below me. I think it's just mm -hmm. a really good thing that Lester's got, got going on where we just all help each other, you know, regardless of the year win. It's And I think it's nice as well, because I think what Lasuma does as well is prior to everyone, you know, coming face to face in September, they make like WhatsApp group chats for both the grad students or international students, which is an opportunity for you to kind of talk with people, get to know anyone prior to meeting them in person as well. So that at least you might know someone at least by name if you do see them in, the, in your halls, that kind of thing, which I think is really helpful as well. Um, and in terms of actually moving into halls or private accommodation, was there anything that you guys took with you from home to like remind you of home, like any photos or a keepsake or something um, that you put in your room, something like that? So I definitely did bring quite a few things from home. Uh, my parents weren't exactly happy because they had to pay quite a bit for my allowance. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, obviously I brought photos. Um, I don't know. I think I wanted my pillow from home as well. Oh. I, I was quite a demanding guy. Uh, <laughs> um, definitely um, instant noodles, some spices. <laughs> uh, I think that that's about it. I think in second year when I went back, I brought home less. Um, but, you know, like the instant noodles had to stay. So they had to, they had to come with me. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Alfie? Um, I didn't get much stuff from home, to be honest, because my mom would kill me, like, imagine me just stripping all the furniture and taking it with me <laughs> but um I have this thing where whenever I want to like motivate myself actually not even like all the time I have this like back home as well I had a wall full of like quotes that changed my life and I feel like that really gives me strength in hard times as well so I did the same for my university so I printed all these things back home on like nice paper and I just came here and bought a lot of blue tack and I just stuck it all over my room. 
and mm-hmm. obviously like the, ca- the classic fairy lights and all of that and just made it look pretty um so that i'd be comfortable and that's so important because i feel like everyone should just make themselves super comfortable and make it feel like it's like a space that they would want to be in because especially in first year like you're going to come back from events and then come back to your room in halls it's not like you live in a house with people and stuff like that and that's why it's really important to make sure it's a space that you really like and you're happy to come back to I completely agree with that i think very much your accommodation room is like a blank canvas so it's very much free reign for you to decorate it because they are quite plain so it's nice to add a touch of your personality to them as well um that reminds you of home that kind of thing was that something you did as well my my to your room definitely lots of photos um from home I remember I still have so like my one of my friends from high school she made me like like she made all of us like the this like um collage thing on our like um on our initial it's like initials and then she made like a collage thing so I brought that to the for my first degree and I've had it since like I still have it in this room it's just like a reminder of home um and yeah like Rishi instant noodles definitely just kind of I just have to it's like without a doubt um and my my parents would always like buy snacks and stuff for me to bring back even though I'm like no like it's okay you know luggage allowance or whatever they're like no you have to like <laughs> think about it like you know um so yeah it's always you know it's always nice to have food from back home because food you know, feeds your soul yeah definitely and if your parents if your parents are insisting and you can't say no it's just, it's just polite no. to accept it it's just politeness <laughs> to accept it <laughs> I think for me as well like my parents would say like oh um take these snacks back with you and take this back with you but the thing with Lester is that they have so much indian stuff like so much they have a whole road full of indian stuff belgrave road guys shout out but basically you just go there you can get anything they have these indian shops that have like all the spices all the like you know the the roti rolling pins and everything yeah. i didn't know what to call it in english so thanks for that okay. no but um yeah like we have everything on that road so for any indians watching this podcast you don't even need to bring stuff from home because they have it all did you guys manage to find some shops nearby or near the student village if you're in odby or that kind of thing that had like instant noodles or any food from back home that you found along the way um or knew about so i know that Alethi's mentioned Belgrave Road, which is obviously, that is just, that's heaven. That's like a mini India <laughs> if you want to buy like any like products. It has soap, it has toothpaste, like all from India, that kind of thing. It's so nice. And food. And the restaurants. Oh my God, best. Mm-hmm. I think Indian food, you're going to find uh, that, that is literally around the corner everywhere. Um, you're going to find Indian food or Indian groceries. I think even Korean stores over here, you do Korean or uh, Oriental stores, you do find uh, them, you know, in city center. Uh, so you will find, I think, most of what you're looking for here. Yeah. That's good. That's good. How about you, my man? Is that same yeah, sort of thing? I have, I have to say, I was quite shocked at how many, you know, international, Oriental, Indian, like supermarkets and stores. They were all, all throughout Leicester. Like on London Road, you have like four different Asian supermarkets already, just within like, you know, walking distance of each other. Um, 
and yeah, like the the instant noodles that my parents insist me bringing back, I I find I find them here still, um, but it's more you know like just like Thai curry pack stuff or pad Thai instant pad Thai things that I just bring back from home. Um, yeah, I think I think we are kind of spoiled for for joy though here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what I really like about Leicester. It's just so diverse. It kind of meets all the different needs pretty much uh, with, you know, because it's so, you know, multiracial, multi- there's so many ethnicities here. It's, it's so lovely. Um, and so talking about, continuing to talk about settling in as well. So was there anything that you struggled with in terms of adjusting to maybe British culture or university culture in general? Um, oh, in I have one. Um, I had a list of British slang words when I first came here because <laughs> I really didn't understand certain words that were being used like peng and peak and I was like what is this? this is a new language so I had this little list and I just like whenever I'd hear a new word I just put it there and my home student friends would explain to me what it means often they tried to trick me and that was a little embarrassing but at the times that they did it was really helpful and I just found the culture really cool like how about you, Rishi? Oh, from time to time, but I think um, culture-wise, I, I, it wasn't it wasn't um, too much different from boarding school. I went to a British boarding school, um, okay. mm-hmm. so you know most of my teachers were uh, were from were from uh, the UK. So not too much culture-wise. I think the only thing that I would say that suddenly I wasn't used to was the independence. Like yeah. despite going to boarding school for four years, like. You know, we were still, you know, obviously monitored and looked after in boarding school. Mm-hmm. I think over here, you just, you obviously your personal life, you you know, you had full independence and full control of it. And I think it's important to, I think, just balance it out, you know, balance your time out, you know, between some studying, having fun, sports, and stuff like that. And that's the only thing for me. Yeah, I found, um, even though I did do a previous degree, I think probably 80% of the cohort were international <laughs> and obviously everyone like being in like central London is always people who are not from London or like just from anywhere but so um coming here it was definitely I feel like whoa there was actually you know like it it was a bit strange at first um but I did I wouldn't say it was too much of a jump because yeah I went to went to a British international school so the culture wasn't like too different I did live in the UK before like three years before so it wasn't that bad um but like Aditi said lots of like new slang I'd never heard of before and I'd be like what are you saying or like you know like (laughs) someone from my Belvin has like a really really strong northern accent and at first I was like I don't know what you're saying like oh my god (laughs) it's so hard to decipher at first but we laugh about it they laugh about my accent and it's it's just you know it's good times (laughs) And in terms of as well cooking and that kind of thing, um, how did you like find that? Obviously, like I said, you've done a previous degree, so you were you used to just cooking your own things, and because obviously medic life is quite busy as well, so finding time or meal prepping or making lunch the day before for a nine a.m. lecture, that kind of thing. How did you find that whole experience? Um, I found that you know coming to uni, it, it's a really great experience to like, you know be living by yourself and finding out a lot of things about yourself because before obviously you'd be at home and there'd be your parents or whatever you have meal at the table um I remember I didn't really have much cooking experience before uni 
like I, I could fry an egg maybe like <laughs> sometimes it would burn like you know um but then yeah like I think over time I just come to like really love cooking and you know baking and doing all that stuff um uh and yeah I just I'd always meal prep um I'd like prep for like five days of the week or something so I don't have to think about you know my meals and I'm the kind of person that's okay with eating stuff over and over again although now I'm not really sure because I did do this 10 pound one week challenge for NutriTank and I got really sick of halloumi I I haven't had halloumi since and that was like (laughs) two months ago so yeah and how about you Rishi in terms of making sure to eat well during university because obviously like I said medic life is very busy so I don't think I meal prep as extensively as some people do. I, I, I kind of just like prefer cooking on the spot when I, when I want a meal, either it's lunch or dinner. I think I love cooking and I take cooking as, you know, just time out, you know, from, from work and from, you know, socializing, just some time for myself, basically. Uh, cooking really does help me de-stress. So uh, I'm, quite, I'm quite happy to cook. But obviously, you know, when we have busy days, sometimes we have like nine to one and two to six, you know, those kind of days where you obviously can't go back and have, you can't cook. The cafe at GDC is quite, quite decent, to be honest. And even the restaurants and, you know, cafes are more like cafes, actually. At the Student Union, they're really good as well. They have, you know, food you can get really fast and they're good food and well-priced as well. So I think you you won't find it hard to find food, food on the campus. I was going to say as well, when, when it came to kind of integrating as well into whether university life, medic life, making friends, that kind of thing, what would you say to your, your maybe fresher self or how would you go about, you know, navigating the line of gaining confidence? Would you guys say you gain confidence throughout um, university life and making friends? Because obviously from the get-go, it is hard. You'll be meeting so many, there are like 300 people in our cohort. So when you're talking to people, obviously some people, you know, have a bit more confidence. How do you kind of, um, how did you guys navigate the line between, you know, keeping at it, you know, putting yourself out, still making plans with people, still, you know, going to things that maybe, uh, you know, you're not very good at, but just going there to kind of meet new faces. How did you guys uh, navigate the line of doing that? You know, find your first friend from there, it just gets easier and easier. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to put yourself out there. And my mind, Aditi, would you agree with that as well? Or have anything else to add to that? Yeah, 100% I agree with him. I also think that it's important to like have the balance between like putting yourself out there and like going and wanting to meet new people and like recharging your social battery because I feel like I didn't do that enough in first year like I just always throw myself into things because I'm like oh I'm making friends oh I'm doing this I'm doing this for like I'm doing this for me in the future because I'm gonna thank myself but you do need those nights when you just like come home and you do nothing and you just watch Netflix you do like you read a book you do little things that recharge you because you need to have that time for yourself as well and that's very important so I I think I would tell my fresher self to like not get too caught up in putting myself out there as well would you say the same as well my mind yeah I think um for sure you know first year I think just trying to think that everyone is kind of in the same boat they're probably thinking the same thing and so you really don't have to worry because like you know, it's so easy to overthink things and just end up like not doing things like, you know, like it's all just your own like self-limiting kind of 
beliefs or whatever. So just putting yourself out there and then, but also maintaining the balance, like Aditi said, for yourself. And talking about well-being and looking after yourself as well, did you guys throughout, say, first year, for example, or even in second year, did you guys actively ensure that you scheduled time for yourself during, you know, medic life? Because obviously it can be difficult when you've got a nine to one lecture and then you've got a sport the same day or a social, that kind of thing. So did you, do you guys think looking back, you scheduled enough me time to um, look after yourself, recharge, maybe away from friends or doing something by yourself that you enjoyed doing? Would you change anything looking back? Rishi, what would you have to say? I think I'm a bit different. I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge social butterfly. I, I think mingling with people and meeting new people and even people that I'm already close to, I think that is my kind of way of just recharging. Having said that, I have found, I think, in second year, you know, the year being more stressful you know, with the pandemic going on with more content, with online learning, I have found that I do also need to take, you know, maybe a day out in like maybe a week or two to kind of just like watch what whatever it is I want to watch on Netflix to you know, play my aviation game and, you know, whatever it is, talk to my parents, um, read some books, stuff like that. Maybe do some timetabling and stuff like that. I think definitely do take some time out for yourself as much as you need to. I haven't needed to do that very often. But yeah, I think that's something I nearly discovered. That was, you know, I nearly discovered about myself. Um, I think that's, it's like so important to have like me time and like, um like planning little things with yourself as well like 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 scheduling out time every week to make sure that you do this like like for example for me like my me time is also the fact that I have like a book club with my mother so like we so I read on my me time and then I'll have little video calls with her where we like discuss things and we discuss ideas and I feel like that's really cute for me I just feel like it's so important for to maintain all the relationships that you've had and like making sure you grow together with the people who you love. I think for me, like one thing that I love is going on long walks. So I've been like finding new routes around Leicester and I just like walk for like two hours and I'll just like find new places and like it's so sunny now. So that's especially good. I think going to the gym as well. I really enjoy that. Um, Netflix, always a good shout. So yeah. Just like little things to recharge. And my my aside from crocheting, is there anything that you <laughs> like to do as well, or did in your first year? Actively did. Um, I think in first year, I don't think I kind of took as much time out to to like recharge myself as much as I needed to. Um, I think I found that more over summer where I was home, and then um, I started. It was really funny because, um, yeah, how, how in first year we have HEP and they always talk about mindfulness and meditation and stuff. So I used to meditate um, during school and like high school and stuff. But then when I came to uni, I stopped. And then it was funny that it was reintroduced into our course again. And so I was just kind of like, oh, cool. Like, you know, this is I think it was like a reminder that I needed to start it. Um, so, yeah, over summer I did it. Um, and then I started like doing yoga and everything again and then I I used to love reading but I didn't read in first year because you know like there's so much going on I was always like oh but I could be doing this instead so then I started reading again um and you know baking and 
cooking like it's just so much fun um obviously crocheting as well I learned that last summer <laughs> um so yeah um and then I still do that now yeah because I, I think I totally agree with you guys I think it is it is important whether it doesn't matter what your your kind of what mindfulness or like wellness time is dedicated towards whether it be meeting friends or time spent alone I think it is quite medic life is busy but it's never too busy that you shouldn't take some time for yourself so it's important to maybe once a week or every so often just dedicate an evening or some time towards yourself because it's nice to have some sort of release so you ban it off or that kind of thing and so talking um on the lines of stress when it did come to getting a little bit stressed whether it be near exam time or just during the time in general with work maybe building up was there anybody in particular maybe apart from parents and stuff that you spoke to or did you talk to your Belvin? what did you do when it came to getting a bit stressed in terms of looking after your mental health so i think i just talked to my housemates more uh after that we'll, we'll just talk about you know our progress what we're finding difficult you know a quick rant and then back to work kind of thing mm-hmm. so i think i think that's one of the benefits actually of living with you know my dicks because you know in first year you will you know around december time when you're sorting out your accommodation you'll hear all these pros and cons of you know living with medics uh, you know, not living with medics, living in the house, living in the flat, whatever it is. I think, you know, I'm living in a house with medics and I found that experience really to be, to be really good, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I've relied on them quite a bit, you know, as I'm sure they have, you know, on me and the others as well. So talking about it definitely helped you, like getting it off your chest, being able to vent someone, whether it be medics who kind of been there, done that, got the t-shirt kind of thing. Like, definitely, yeah, definitely. And I think, like you said as well, I think just relying, I, I speak to that friend in the year above as well, you know, obviously he's gone through it. He can give me some advice that will, you know, help me get through it. Like for me personally, this doesn't work for everyone. For me personally, I feel that when I'm stressed, doing work and getting, you know, checking like my timetable, uh, you know, for the day helps me kind of overcome that stress. Then I can just take a breather. I'm like, okay, I've done like four out of the eight tasks I have to do today. You know, I can take maybe in half an hour, half an hour rest and watch some Netflix or go for a walk whatever it is yeah yeah for sure I think it is totally about having a degree of balance because I think to anyone listening when you're in your first year lecturers will point you towards any further reading that you can be doing so there's always so something more that you can be doing but just knowing that sometimes it's not possible to know everything um, on a medicine degree so to know your boundaries as well in terms of not overstressing yourself out just making sure you find the line between having a balance between working but also um, having a social life, meeting friends, that kind of thing. And would you say the same as well, Aditi, in your experience? Yeah, I, I would say like mostly the same. I think for me, um, it's been really helpful to like organize myself more. Like I think I've always been slightly disorganized, but like I've made sure this year that like I factor in for the fact that like I don't want to be like stressed before the exam so I've been working consistently every day like a little bit and that's honestly been like it's like a cliche thing to say and like everyone does say it but I genuinely have experienced like the benefit of it and like doing things to like recharge every now and then and like even like when you're studying and it's getting closer to the exams making sure you get in all your breaks like that's really important um speaking to people like I have been trying meditation over the past few months so it's helped me for sure absolutely and how about you my my as well yeah I agree with um what Rishi and Aditi have said about just you know 
talking to people and um, trying to balance your work time and your relaxed time because relaxing time is probably just as important as um, the studying, you know, like you're, you have to take care of yourself in order to like study effectively. Um, you have to, you know, make sure you get enough sleep, enough exercise, enough food um, to fuel yourself. I feel like I definitely had loads of video calls or like study calls with my friends from back home or friends met like friends from uni who are also medics and also going through the same thing. So we all understand the stress that, you know, that, that, that we have. Um, but it just makes it a little bit better. Um, and yeah, just trying to move my body a little bit just so that I don't feel like I'm just stuck in this chair forever. <laughs> I think I, I've kind of made like relied on the same strategies. Um, I like to schedule everything. I like to, you know, make a timetable and just mm -hmm. make sure that I see the bigger picture. I think that really helps me because before you know the exams um a good amount of times like I would have just been like oh my god like this is so overwhelming like there's so much that I have to cover and will I be able to do it all in time but then if you actually schedule it timetable it you know it kind of breaks it down a little bit more into like smaller chunks and that that kind of helps um but yeah it does feel really good when you like take off like oh yeah I've done that day of like I can afford to relax or I should relax actually <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. for sure like ticking off something on your to-do list is like another level of satisfaction oh, yeah so nice. <laughs> and I think for me as well something that helped me that I think is still really important no matter where you are in your med school journey is just like self-affirmations as well like just saying to yourself that you've done so well to get to the position you're at now and cutting yourself some slack as well because I think when you join like a medical degree I think sometimes it's easy to forget how difficult it was to get here in the first place so recognizing it and realizing that you're doing really well that kind of thing you'll still get through it and equally um at Leicester as well there are loads of support services as well so um you've got the pastoral support unit as well but equally you can talk to the SUMA committee members like myself um, and obviously, if any listeners aren't from Leicester or are medical students, um, if you go onto the Lusuma website under the welfare section, um, you click on um, useful services and external links. There are also some general um, services as well, so some um, counselling services, Samaritans, some numbers that are really useful if you do need some extra support. So we're coming to the end of the podcast episode. So I was going to say before we move on to the game, uh, does anyone have anything else to add or any maybe things that surprise them about university or Leicester or any maybe other difficulties that we haven't covered that you've overcome or noticed? I think people coming to medical school, they might be overwhelmed. I think just, just trust in yourself, trust in the admissions team of the medical school. They've made the right decision, in, you know, having you here. And, you know, just, you know, obviously it's going to take some time to build up your confidence, mm -hmm. but, you know, just trust yourself and trust in the admissions team that you know you're meant to be here you, you'll do fine mm -hmm. for yeah. sure like the medical school wants to help you so if you do need any extra support you just reach out they want you to succeed or they don't want you to struggle they just want you to do as well as you possibly can exactly yeah. um, so <laughs> we're gonna move on to the game so i still haven't figured out a name for this game but it's kind of like um it's like a, a quick fire like the first thing that pops into your head when i like ask you this question okay so my my favorite place to go eat in Leicester. Wakaze. Oh, okay. 
Aditi, a life motto you rule by. This too shall pass. Rishi, the emoji that best represents you. Uh, the blue heart. My, my. Favourite member of staff at the medical school? Um, Mark Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> um, Aditi, go-to area to sit in the lecture theatre for watching a lecture? Um, the centre. And finally, Rishi, favourite medical word you've come across so far? For some reason, you know, this diadokinesia. It's just stopping everything I've studied it so far. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know what this diadokinesia, go on, tell them what it means. No, no, that's all right. You go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I remember it. Um, is that rapidly? Rapid, yeah. rapid alternation movements. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, rapid alternating movements. <laughs> Nearly <laughs> caught me off guard there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we've come to the end of our episode. So thank you so much, guys, for joining me. And hopefully when this goes out, it you know will provide some semblance of relatability to the new intake of international students, but also some reassurance and will be able to help people who maybe aren't even from Leicester, but are just general international medical students as well. So bye, guys. Bye. bye. Thank <laughs> you.